I'm still trying to process everything from Wednesday's press conferences. Uh, there were a lot of comments by Han and Clevenger that uh, just didn't seem to pass the smell test, uh, but they got in front of the media and they told their side of the story. Uh, Pedro Grafol also had a comment on the Clevenger mess, uh, but he also thankfully uh, talked about some of the good happening in Glendale, Arizona. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Uh, didn't get to this yesterday, but want to thank you so very much. Uh, we hit the 1,000 subscribers mark on our YouTube channel. Really appreciate you uh, continuing to pass this podcast along to other White Sox fans in your life. I uh, want to also thank uh, Clinton Cole from Future Sox. He was my guest on the uh, most recent uh, Lockdown White Sox podcast. Uh, some great insight into some of the younger stars and uh, loved, loved, loved what uh, he had to say about Oscar Colas. So hopefully, uh, you know, we continue to get some good reports uh, out of Glendale. Um, I don't know about you, but, uh, and you just can't avoid it. Uh, I'm still trying to process uh, Wednesday's press conference, uh, really the good, the bad, and the ugly from the beginning of spring training. Lots to get to. Uh, you know, we didn't have an opportunity uh, to watch uh, that press conference. I believe Grafols might have been available in real time. Uh, but definitely not Rick Hans and Clevenger's. So you got like bits and pieces throughout the day and then maybe a little bit more on Thursday. And uh, folks like Lamont Pope from Chicago Tribune, uh, you know, had some great stuff that uh, he put out. And I know there were so many other uh, journalists and uh, beat writers uh, scrambling to get uh, all of the sound bites out. So you're just kind of puzzling all of this together and, and there was a lot to, to digest. It was kind of like a drinking from a fire hose, uh, you know, try, trying to process uh, and, and match up what uh, Han said to what Clevenger said and, and Grafol stuck in the middle. But uh, we're really I'm going to start with the ugly. And that was uh, Clevenger and Han. Uh, you know, look, Mike Clevenger is in camp. And, and that's the way it is. Uh, I wish the commissioner, you know, would simply prevent players that are under investigation for domestic violence and child abuse from being around the team and involved in baseball activities uh, until the investigation has been complete. Uh, but 
you know, that's not how things are. There's red tape, and it's a shame uh, that spring training for the White Sox had to start the way it did. Uh, a lot was said by both Han and Clevenger, and then, of course, Pedro Grifol, you know, he had to comment, uh, and it was just not a good look. Um, uh, you know, I thought it was bold of Mike Clevenger to actually say anything, and then he went and he, he said, well, you know, he did nothing wrong. Uh, despite the ongoing investigation, I, that, that really shocked me, uh, the, the words he chose to use and the angle that he took. Uh, Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune had the article, uh, Clevenger press conference. Uh, we'll start with uh, him, even though he did talk uh, after Rick Hahn. So this was Clevenger. I'm pretty disappointed we have to start off this way. Uh, this is pretty devastating to me and my family, and I know I feel terrible for my teammates having to answer questions uh, from you and for you to have to ask them a bunch of questions about this. I trust the process from MLB. I think there's a reason I'm sitting in front of you today. I'm just asking everyone to wait before they rush to judgment. Wait until the actual facts are out there. Wait until there's actual evidence and then make your decision on who you think I am. Uh, this is about my children that I care more about than even this game. Uh, Olivia Feinstead, the mother of Clevenger's infant daughter, told The Athletic she informed MLB's Department of Investigations of incidents of physical, verbal, and emotional abuse uh, she wrote Wednesday on Instagram story, the investigation is still very much going on. The White Sox can allow him at spring training. That doesn't mean Mike is off the hook with the MLB or that he didn't do what I've said he has. Asked if he's confident he'll be exonerated, Clevenger said, I'm confident. I am. Uh, he said he met with reporters because it's the elephant in the room. I wanted to address it. I'm not going to hide away from it. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not running away from this. Again, uh, very interesting words, uh, in my opinion, with this ongoing investigation. It, you know, it's it's still it's still happening, uh, and uh, you know he came out and uh, not only did he get in front of a camera, but he he said that. Uh, and then you got Rick Hahn. Now Rick Hahn talked uh, before. Uh, Clevenger. And, and this is what Rick Hahn had to say while sitting on a picnic table. Uh, Under the terms of the collectively bargained policy, it is solely the discretion of the commissioner to discipline a player under investigation after the conclusion of an investigation. At this point, the White Sox options are the same as they have been throughout this process when Mike joined us. And that is to respect the process in the investigation and let it play out. That is the club's only option. Obviously, the confidentiality element of the investigation is essential to the success and strength of the policy and one that we're going to continue to respect. Uh, there was no way for us to be aware of this incident without someone being in violation of that policy, and no one was, which again is part of the strength of the policy and how it operates effectively. Han said his reaction when he heard the news was disappointment. I regret the fact that we are sitting here today talking about this. I understand why we are doing it. Obviously, we have to. 
but this is a year in which we have high expectations. We have a new coaching staff that is trying to hit the ground running to help us fulfill those expectations. And we have a heck of a lot of players in that clubhouse right now who feel like they have something to prove. And that's th- those are really my big questions is how these players in the clubhouse feel about all of this. How do their families uh, feel about uh, Mike Clevenger being at camp right now? Uh, we might never know. Uh, you know, it maybe some details will come out uh, eventually. So I, I, I believe, you know, Rick Hahn went on further and, and he used phrases of, uh, about due diligence and, and they might have to, you know, improve their due diligence. And uh, again, I, I just feel like uh, this has happened before with the Chicago White Sox. I was involved in a uh, Twitter space conversation hosted by uh, Josh Nelson from uh, Sox Machine. I believe he recorded that, and that could be available on their website. But it was a it was a great conversation. Uh, several folks joined, and it, this is an extremely difficult uh, topic to discuss. And and honestly, it's just a shame that this is how we had to start uh, spring training. Uh, there are some high expectations with this team. There is a bunch of potential. There are a ton of players trying to bounce back. Uh, and that this dark cloud is hanging over things right now. Uh, that was definitely the ugly uh, to start things out. Uh, not only is Clevenger's services still up in the air, but the way he pitches also needs to be completely reevaluated. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. Uh, just We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Uh, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution if you're still doing that. Uh, what makes Built Bars so good? Uh, well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box in the mail. For years, uh, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Uh, That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk up to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Uh, You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, a double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, uh, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our Hit Flavors brownie batter and churro. So we talked about uh, the ugly. Uh, Let's talk about the bad. Uh, MLB came out with some statements uh, just recently, uh, some more rule changes and things that they are tinkering with uh, in terms of uh, pitchers uh, balking. And uh, there was a litany of different explanations. And there were certain pitchers that were named uh, that their motion is going to have to be uh, reevaluated, and Mike Clevenger is on that list. Uh, this is what MLB had to say: uh, a number of pitchers, including Houston's Luis Garcia, uh, Toronto's 
uh, Kevin Gozman, uh, Boston's Kenley Jansen, and the Chicago White Sox, Mike Clevenger, are expected to change their deliveries on account of the new rules. Uh, in the cases of Garcia and Clevenger, their potential violations come from the windup in which they have significant movement uh, with Garcia rocking his arms and taking two wide, uh, two side steps before throwing and Clevenger looking like he's dancing with his foot movement. Uh, clock operators are supposed to turn off the pitch timer when a pitcher starts his delivery and accordingly, umpires have been told that a pitcher is allowed one step to the back or side before moving toward uh, the plate to throw. So interesting developments. Uh, you know, he is, uh, he's been around for a while, Clevenger, and now all of a sudden he is going to have to try to get into a rhythm with a pitch clock and find out a new, uh, a new delivery with all this other stuff that's uh, going on. I believe Johnny Cueto is also uh, on that list now pitching, of course, for the Marlins. And it's kind of a shame in my mind. I really enjoyed uh, the way Cueto did things. I thought that made him uh, effective and uh, so much more enjoyable to watch. I mean, he gave you a different look every single time. He was having fun out there, throwing off the batter's rhythm. I, I think that's one of the uh, you know the benefits, obviously. So taking that away from pitchers and uh, Clevenger, on that list. Uh, this is what Pedro Grafol uh, said, you know, he caught in a, in a difficult situation here, not at all what uh, he had wanted, uh, you know, to start out his first camp. And, uh, you know, this is what he said about Mike Clevenger. Uh, we signed him uh, to be a part of the rotation. He's here in camp and working to be part of it. Uh, a big part of it. Uh, Grafol said that he did not believe the domestic violence allegations and investigation would be a distraction in the White Sox clubhouse. Uh, he's available right now, and if by chance he's not available, we'll discuss that as an organization and address it then, uh, Clevenger said when asked if he has a backup plan for the rotation if Clevenger is disciplined by the league. Uh, but right now, he's a part of this rotation. We're moving forward with it. I mean, what else is Pedro Grafol uh, going to say? I mean, this is the player that the White Sox went out and got right away uh, at the beginning of the offseason. And Pedro Grafol, you know, okay, he's coming to camp. Uh, you know, I got to I got to get some work in for him. Uh, you know, what's the, the one thing that Grafol, uh, you know, and I think he's just trying to to do good by Rick Hahn. Uh, when Grafol said that he did not believe the domestic violence allegations and investigation would be a distraction. I mean, he's just trying to to say the right thing and not, I think, uh, ruffle any feathers with Rick Hahn. It's going to be a distraction. Now, the grading of distraction, you know, on a whole scale of one to 10, I mean, I, that's, you know, that's up to debate. Uh, that's up to, you know, I think every player, every player's probably got a different viewpoint of how distracting it is. It just simply is going to be a distraction, you know, and I think that'll vary uh, from, from person to person. Uh, but there is a lack of pitching depth. I mean, they did not do themselves well this offseason in a lot of different ways. And the lack of pitching depth, you know, here's San Diego Padres grabbing every pitcher they can right now. Uh, and, you know, Grafol, uh, Grafol's like, look, I, 
Clevenger's here. Uh, this is what we've got to use. So I'm going to give him work. The uh, the other bad uh, that came out of Wednesday is we got some more information on Garrett Crochet, which obviously we missed him uh, last year out of the bullpen, that power left-handed arm. Uh, and this is what Han had to say about uh, Garrett Crochet. He's progressing quite well. We view him as continuing to build during camp. He will not appear in Cactus League games. However, we suspect he'll be on a rehab assignment sometime in April with the possibility of uh, rejoining the club if everything, if everything goes smoothly sometime in approximately mid-May. So if you want to believe that timeline, that's what we have. I I guess it could be a good thing uh, depending on you know, uh, what the original plan was, but I view it uh, as a bad thing. Just, just, we have a depleted bullpen as is. And, uh, like I just mentioned, lack of pitching depth. Uh, I, I think spring training is a time though, where there's some arms that will emerge. You know, the white Sox were taking flyers on guys for a couple weeks, uh, some, some arms that were DFA'd and, and you never know some of these young arms, uh, you know, might bubble to the surface, uh, from, you know, AAA and beyond, uh, it, it happens all the time where it's just somebody just, you know, wins a spot on the club. They're extremely effective and uh, and that's going to have to happen. But disappointing on Crochet, uh, but hopefully, hopefully it is mid-May and we get him for a bulk of the season. So it has not been all bad and ugly in Arizona so far. I'm going to tell you why Romy Gonzalez has already turned heads. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time uh, to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything uh, from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So how about the good? Uh, Sorry, I saved this for the very end. I appreciate uh, you sticking with me here. Um, Romy Gonzalez, Oscar Colas, uh, Yoan Moncada, uh, already uh, uh, impressive. Uh, Now, Oscar Colas, more of what people have written up about him. But uh, Yoan Moncada, we've already got some video. Uh, You know, position players don't need to be there till the 20th. He's there early. Maybe that's because of the World Baseball Classic. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're hearing some very, very positive things and Romy Gonzalez. Wow. Uh, he is the talk of the town. Uh, Grafal had some positive things to say, thankfully about the first day. Uh, the energy was high. Grafal said we had some good meetings as a staff early on to set up the day. We went through our fundamentals and how we're going to teach them. And the guys went out there and did a nice job and executed what we want to do. Grafol said the focus in the coming days is to get the pitchers and catchers ready. Our expectation is to ramp up the energy in the margins. Every pitcher in the offseason prepares for delivery, a higher spin rate, velocity, and better shape on breaking balls. 
Like I told them in there, we need to come out here and attack. The good thing is back in the day, guys came to spring training to get in shape. Guys now come to spring training in shape. So these guys were ramping it up pretty good. I was happy with the intensity and effort they gave. Uh, Grafol said the team uh, said the more the team practices at game speed, the better. I really liked hearing this. Uh, this game really speeds up at 7:10 or 1:10. Grafol said the throws are different, the footwork is different. So that's what we're going to look at uh, in this camp to stay consistent throughout the season. Really enjoyed hearing that from Pedro Grafol. I thought that was something that the White Sox lacked uh, last year, playing with urgency, intensity early on in the season. So lots of praise for Romy Gonzalez. I think there's been nothing but range, uh, r- rage about Romy Gonzalez this offseason from coaches uh, that have worked with him, Rick Hahn said. They even had a player who went down and came back and I came into my office in the offseason and said, don't you dare trade that guy. Uh, there's some good competition there, Grafol said about second base. Romy had a good offseason. He looks really good. Obviously, Sosa is a pretty good player. Aluri Garcia's got some experience there. Uh, I'm looking forward to the competition at second base, but I can tell you that Romy's been here for about a week, and he really looks good right now. He's strong. And he's getting good uh, with his footwork, uh, getting good work in defensively. Uh, We've also got some positive news on Liam Hendricks. Uh, uh, We spoke uh, face-to-face again Tuesday. He's in very good spirits, Han said. He continues to uh, progress with his treatment. Uh, However, as we mentioned at the time when his diagnosis was revealed publicly, we still don't expect to have any update on his availability or plan for the season until closer to opening day. I want to reiterate and respect Liam's wishes that Liam likely won't be available publicly until closer to opening day once we have a little bit more firm understanding of what lies ahead for him. And uh, I don't know if you saw this article a couple days ago uh, from MLB.com. Most interesting player to watch. Uh, They went through every single team. And uh, for the White Sox, Oscar Colas out in uh, right field. Uh, This was the write-up. With Andrew Vaughn moving to first base to replace the departed Jose Abreu, uh, the White Sox addressed left field with the addition of Andrew Benatendi. Uh, But right field went untouched. Uh, as it stands, Gavin Sheets and Lori Garcia figured to be the top options there. But the Cuban-born Colas, uh, the organization's number two prospect, can alter that dynamic with a strong spring after posting an 895 OPS across three levels last year. Again, I loved what I heard from Clinton Cole on the most uh, recent, the previous uh, Locked on Sox episode. And uh, just, you know, his ceiling seems to be infinite. And uh, if he could just figure out the defense, you know, don't look lost out there. You know, the, the hitting will come. The offense will definitely come. And, and I, want a, I want a natural outfielder. Uh, even though he doesn't have any big league experience, I want a natural outfielder. Uh, you know, w- with his tools, I want him out there in right field. If he, can, if he can actually win this position. If he looks completely lost in spring training, well, that's a whole different story. Uh, So just some takeaways from, you know, these first uh, few days and really the big stuff on Wednesday for White Sox spring training. So this Clevenger mess, you know, it's not going to go away. Um, It it just depends on how individual players handle it. And 
compartmentalize it, uh, the baseball activities from the baggage uh, that Clevenger brings with him. Uh, and the White Sox clearly need to do a better job with due diligence. No question uh, about that. Uh, everyone is always in the best shape. You'll hear that uh, every single year. I, I'm in the best shape of my life. I, I'm in such great shape. You're usually going to hear that. I, I'm looking forward to hearing from you know guys like Grandal and Kopech in the next few days. Uh, how is Grandal feeling? Does he have any limitations? And same thing. Uh, for Michael Kopech. I haven't seen any video uh, quite yet from him. I've seen some stuff from Dylan Cease and Giolito, and Giolito is slimmed down, that's for sure. Uh, and Grafol has his hands full, uh, but I like the focus on intensity uh, and ramping things up uh, to game speed early. Uh, that really, I, you know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I, I think that's a great message, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about how they're going to get that that April and May, that urgency going uh, early. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get your questions in for next week's mailbag. Uh, the email is LockdownSox at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, uh, spring training battles and the bullpen dilemmas as the White Sox continue to ramp things up in Glendale, Arizona, and position players will be reporting soon. Hey, really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.